It's Backdoor Cards! <laughs> yeah. Back for another week. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here with Joe Ingalls' third cousin, Matt Beatty. Hello, boys. How are we all? <laughs> and Camber Walker's physiotherapist, Jake Eisenberg. How are we, fellas? We're looking good. We're fixing the glutes to fix the knees. Let's go. How's he looking? How's he looking? He's looking hot. Mate, he, he's looked arguably the best physically since he's gotten to Boston. He's looking spry. Compared to the Heat series, night and day. Ah, uh, man, what could have been? What could have been? What could have been? What could have been? Celtics? Well, well, we'll get into all this, I'm sure. To kick things off today, I think we were going to discuss Matt Beatty's Utah Jazz because mm. they've just rattled off a 10-game winning streak. Oh, They're looking I- dominant while they do it. They're, they're setting records left and right. Can I just say, I am incredibly jealous of all of Beatty's teams. Like it's, it's really every every second day. It's like ah oh, my my jazz my Lakers. <laughs> my Lakers. I got, I, got of, I got a lot of guys to support. You know, <laughs> you got to spread it. You got to spread the seed wide so yeah. you, you get some sort of crop at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got two in the east, two in the west. That's that's it so far. But um, yeah, maybe a couple of goodies. Exactly. <laughs> But well, why don't you fill us in, mate? What, what's going on in Utah? Mate, what's what's is, driving this? Everyone else is just sleeping on these guys because no one watches them because they're never on national TV over there. It's so true. Like, I've ne- I never seen them on ESPN. I, I don't know. Like I feel like I've just watched them for the, pretty much since Quinn Snyder's been there. And it's kind of the thing where it's just like, yeah, nobody watches these guys. But when you do watch them on League Pass, they're fucking good. They're really good. Yeah. And it's really been a, like obviously the question mark will come come playoffs and it has been for the last few years but i think if there's any year this is the year because we don't have the bogey team james harden rockets anymore in the conference i mean the lakers are obviously the lakers but aside from that i think it is kind of it's open for business between the nuggets and the clippers and maybe the suns this year who knows but certainly the jazz at this point of the season what we're a quarter of the way through the regular season now Mm-hmm. Um, they're just humming along. This is how this team is supposed to play, and they're just—they're just, they're just yeah. everyone's everyone's eating, everyone's contributing. Um, the the spacing is incredible. I think the the best three point shooting team in the league. Yeah, there's a number. By of dudes, far. Yeah, the number. There's there's a number of dudes. Quinn Snyder can put out so many lineups where he's got like multiple ball handlers on the floor at the same time, but at the same time they're all good shooters. They're all sort of three and D kind of guys. There's a lot of switchability on defense. Uh, it's just a, it's a very good modern basketball, modern NBA basketball team. Dude. It's, it's amazing how they've put this together. Like it feels to me as if this is the first season that Quinn Snyder's really got everything he could possibly ask for. Like, I don't know how you would improve this team for him. He's got the players he needs. He's got ball handlers, as you said, shooters, as he said, defenders, in the playoffs, the big thing was one, James Harden getting in Ruby, Rudy Gobert's head. He's not a problem anymore. But two, it got stagnant sometimes in the half court. And now they have a million answers to that question. Like, even if a Lakers matched up against them, it's not like the Lakers just have one, two guys to focus on because everybody eats. I, I love what you said. The, the bogey team's gone. Yeah, there's no more James Harden just to torture Rudy Gobert into considering moving back to France. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess there's Steph Curry now. We still have that video of him getting spun like a top, but I think yeah. the Jazz can can handle that. Um, and basically, 
we kind of said this before the season. They were one of our like top four locks to to make the playoffs, but now they're the one seed. And as long as you avoid um, the, you, you can say above the fourth seed, it means you won't see the would probably won't see the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. I think it'd be awesome. We've kind of had like a different team make it to the Western Conference Finals from the West. It was the Blazers and then the Nuggets, even though it should have been the Clippers. And then I feel like the Jazz could do it, man. Um, we're looking at their stats before. Um, top five in offensive and defensive rating. Second in o- offensive rebounding percentage. That's yep. a nice little stat as well. Um, and leading the league in three-point shooters. But I just like how deep they are. And I specifically remember us after the Jazz went up 3-1 last year in um, the playoffs. And we were like, George Niang is out there <laughs> trying to play minutes. And then we are like, hey, man, George Niang's just a little cheeky sniper now. <laughs> He's uh, actually I, pretty I, good. I, George's Niang is my is – my, who's your dude on the Celtics that I always bag out? Grant Williams. Oh, He's the Grant Williams of, of It's like nine of them. It's like nine of ten Celtics. Jalen's the only one. <laughs> we, we don't need to be talking about George's Niang on this podcast. That's the, essentially what I'm talking about. Fair but enough. like, no, I, mean, I think the big one, right? And I, Jordan Clarkson, man, this guy is is. He's he's actually incredibly important to their offense. He's he's absolutely an early sort of candidate for six man of the year. He had like thirty one points the other day against the Mavs. Like that, he he's just a walking bucket. His energy, he's just he 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 just brings something off the dribble that I don't think you know. Aside from Donovan, um, they don't really have. So that's that's another wrinkle that you know their offense has because I don't know. Like I, the other thing that I think Josh, you kind of touched on it. They can get a little bit bogged down in the half court. And I think their offense is still probably a little bit uh, reliant on them hitting the threes. So you're going to have games where you don't hit threes, where they just, for whatever reason, you might get good looks and they're just not going in. So you need to have something else off the dribble. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where between Clarkson and Connolly and Donovan, you know, hopefully you've got three guys there that can, sort of have that burden rather than just all putting it on Donovan as it was last year in the bubble in the playoffs. Clarkson actually doesn't have a too dissimilar game to Donovan Mitchell. It's a bit like Donovan light. So you give Donovan a rest, Clarkson comes on and I guess the offense keeps flowing the way it was. I remember watching Clarkson on the Lakers all those years ago and it it was classic like, I guess this guy could be a half decent six man somewhere. He doesn't bring that much to the table but but he has improved each and every year he's so much more efficient now and it's a proper weapon it's like having you know Lou Will of a couple of years ago off the Clippers bench he can just come on and go and he will go every game (laughs) crucial he's shooting seven and a half threes in 25 minutes a game that's what I'm talking about I, I he has the best job in the world I think he just comes yeah. in and he, he's taken five shots in 30 seconds. Sometimes. Yeah, really, destroy, really, Jordan. You really have to play defense. You've got the yeah. def- two-time defensive player of the year behind you. Like, it's all good if they get through. It's all good. Yeah. I, I Yeah, and I, yeah, they everybody – I know, like, unless you've got the LeBrons or some really high-level half-court players, you're, everybody's half-court offense can struggle at some point. But I do love that they've got – yeah – Four guys, even Bogey can kind of do a little bit in the half court. And I know Donovan might have some of those like inefficient games, but when you get to the playoffs, he can at least get a clean look a lot of the times because he's so athletic. Um, And there's been some games in the playoffs where he's been six from 18, but they've been able to keep it semi-close and then he just goes absolutely off. 
um, once he finds it. Um, but yeah, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys all averaging above 10. Th- three of them are above 15. Like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. The only ones and that we, that's this. This is all without even bringing up their defense, which we yep. know is fantastic. Like Rudy is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I hope this is the year that they're able to, to do, make a little no, bit of noise. Maybe they're a good pick to... Most they could finish number one seed in the West. They could finish number one seed in the NBA. I wouldn't be surprised. What's their um, Western Conference odds, I wonder? The other one, while um, you're looking that up, Jake, is as well, right? I think, and both of you guys, I remember you guys kind of bringing up this a little bit and it sort of come up during the bubble and when the NBA was shut down, the whole oh, Donovan and Gobert is there a little bit of weirdness. Like I, I never really I bought into that up. because I think that this team doesn't have any ego. The only That's- like the ego is if anything, there's a little bit there with Rudy, but I think there's yeah. enough actual good dudes around him, i.e. Conley, i.e. Ingles, that just bring him back down to earth. Mm-hmm. And like obviously, you know, I mean, Rudy got paid in the off season, but at the same time, he's a. a He's a dude that is a bit one. I wouldn't even say one-dimensional, but he certainly has his limitations. Certain aspects of of the game, right? And so I think within this role, within this team, like he he looks phenomenal. Whether you if you put him on another team, maybe he's not as good, right? But that's the reason why Utah paid him, and that's the reason why he looks as good as he does on this team because it's the perfect sort of tailor-made situation for him. And I just don't. Th- I think for the most part, there's no ego in this team. So it's like it's everyone's accountable, and and they kind of all just they just go about their business and winning basketball games and playing good basketball. And I, I don't think that that has pro- uh, reared its ugly head again since he decided to do the little thing over all the microphones and yeah, start, yeah. start COVID in the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Like it, it, this will be a nice segue into our next little topic. But no egos on this team means. They can just fight for one another. They will fight for one another. I think Joe Ingles was talking about this earlier in the week, and he was saying, like, we, we could say anything to each other and it's all sweet. Like, we could punch on yeah. and the next game it'll be all sweet. Yeah. I think that's Great. awesome. And, I, yeah, we've said it before, but Beatty's been on it. Celtics East, just always there. Top five in defense, offense. A lot of good chemistry. Um, now that Kyrie's gone, obviously. But, like, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, someone that you can count on to just be be there every night for the most part. Um, and they've just kind of been in the West, so they haven't been able to get as far in some situations. But um, speaking of egos and... Yeah, nice segue. Great segue. Well, you, you set it up, let's be honest. But thank, um, <laughs> we've got to have our, uh, our check-in, check the pulse of our favourite conference um, <laughs> and, and Beatty's favourite teams. <laughs> uh, the Brooklyn Nets... Um, what do you reckon, fellas? First? Straight up, what do you reckon? They're all out there now. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. a little bit of this team now. Yeah, come on. I don't. I don't feel any differently. Still, I feel like it's just still too early. It's super fun to watch. Um, all these guys out there. Um, yeah. they're the number one team on League Pass right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it's fun. I'm like studying while I watch this. Yeah. It's. I'm trying to watch everyone at once. Watch what they're doing. It's almost um difficult work it's such a weird dynamic i still haven't quite put my finger on what's not working but something's up something's not right well, did you well, know what i mean yeah well it's been two weeks so <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that as well but i mean 
I don't know how different their offense is going to really get eventually. It's going to be a little bit of pick and roll stuff, um, but then they've got three of the best fucking isolation scorers in the game. Um, you know, and I'm obviously I've taken the short position here. I've shorted the Brooklyn Nets. Um, <laughs> get a bit topical here this week. Yeah, totally. But, uh, <laughs> um, so I've been, I've been, fun, we've been having some fun in the chat. I've been like, oh, the, the the Nets almost held the first team to under 120, and they went to overtime against the Heat, um, and Bam dropped 40 something. Uh, but my my thing that I've been looking at the box score um, is how many shots. It should be Kevin Durant, and then Harden and Kyrie should at least be tied. For a shot Alternate. Bet. One game Harden, one game Kyrie, you know. I just think to reach their full potential, they're going to need to be a clear James Harden's got a lot of the ball. And he's, he's such a good point guard, dude. Like, he's well, just, yeah, that's what I was about. Why does it matter if he can drop 15 assists? I, you're, you're right. Um, I guess it's more from a crunch time thing. I just That's what I'm keeping my eye on is Kyrie willing to kind of – because there's, look, obviously body language, doctor, stuff. There's a Cleveland Cavaliers dude on Twitter who I was like, what game was it? It was the, the Colin Sexton supernova mm. game in one of the awesome. overtimes or in regulations. There was like two seconds left and Kyrie came and he inbounded and his face and body language is just like, this guy's as soon as he breaks the huddle, you can tell he's not taking the last shot because he looks like he's, someone's just died. Um, and then and then he throws that terrible inbounds pass to KD and then they go to overtime and lose. Um so that's the stuff I wonder if he can if he can realize that KD needs to be the one taking the last shot. Um, I think. But yeah. If I I think I've got two takeaways. One, they have a real problem defending centers, and that's going to continue. Well, yeah, like so- Bam, Bam put them through hell, and that's Bam. When they get to the playoffs and have to verse an Embiid or something, but there's a bunch I of have big no big. idea. <laughs> Like, paces could be lethal to them. How the hell are they going to defend Sabonis and Turner all the time? Mm. Anyway, that's one takeaway. That needs to be sorted. But the other one is I can't shake the feeling that since James has arrived, Kyrie is a bit redundant. I don't know if he really needs to be on this team. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't say redundant. Like, I know, I think you're taking the extreme end of the... You're never going to turn down having three of the top 15 guys in the NBA on your team, right? So it's not, yeah, I guess there's an overlap of skill set, but I don't even think so because I think, and I sort of touched on a bit with the fact that Harden had 15 assists the other day against Atlanta. Like the ball, if anything, should be in his hands, bringing it up more than anything. He should be initiating the offense. I think Kyrie is better off the ball almost. Like obviously we know his handles and we know that he can break down a guy and you know, isolation, it's its fantastic to have that that luxury. But th- I think that's, if anything, that's what Kyrie kind of is. He's a, he's a massive luxury on this team to have that guy. Yeah. But, like, do, do you, th- this is my thing. Yes, he's a massive luxury because, really, James Harden should be the ball handler and the playmaker, and KD's the lead scorer. And James Harden is also one of the best scorers in the history of the league, so he can definitely chip in. When I say he's a bit redundant, I just can't shake the feeling that if Kyrie wasn't there, but instead they had, you know, a real good Jared Allen, they had their center still, they had more wing depth, you know, better guys they can bring off the bench, proper defenders. I feel like KD and James Harden still would have been enough. 
Yeah, but th- that wasn't really an option. Like, yeah, I know. In order to get Harden, you weren't trading Kyrie. I mean, maybe they could have, but I don't even know if the Rockets want that or I don't think KD's signing off on that. And like, yeah, obviously maybe you wish the fit was a little bit cleaner, but you've got another top 15, 20 guy, whatever you have him as. And like, who else are you going to get that's in yeah. the top 30 that's uh, as good of a fit? Um, no, um, no, I hear you. I hear you. I just, all I'm saying is that if if anything is to start to fracture... I feel like it will be based off Kyrie not getting his oh, and yeah. as much as the other guys. That, yeah, that's a question. Because, but... like, he, he, you can't just tell this guy who's got maybe the best handle in the world, can score from anywhere, you're going to be our third man and we'll, we'll keep you as a luxury and when we need you, you'll be there. Maybe a spot-up three, Kyrie. How's that no sound? One's, I guarantee you no one is ever going to say those words to him because that is a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't even think it needs to be this pecking order kind of yeah. a thing. I like it. Look at, again, you look at the box score from that game against Atlanta mm. and it's like KD had 32, Harden had 31, Kyrie had 26. Yeah. They're all, they're all contributing. They're yeah. all eating. Like it's not, it's not as if it's sort of like beyond those three, like, okay, well, you know, you're only asking for Joe Harris to hit a couple of shots and DJ maybe to finish a couple of lobs or whatever it may be. But like, it's sort of like, those three are the offense. The, and you touched on it, Josh, like the defense is, that's going to be a worry maybe. We'll that's see the what there. But yeah, like offensively, I, I I don't know. Kyrie's obviously, it's it's just up in the air. I, I'm still optimistic about it. I think he'll embrace the role just as much as Harden will embrace his role and KD will embrace his role. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I guess if you're looking for something that this is potentially where it might unravel, that's uh, you, you're picking at str- whatever that expression is. You, you, you're just trying to find something because, like, yeah. otherwise they have all the potential to be a, a tremendous offensive team. Yeah, I think I think the offense is pro- like so fourth in offense. I think that's going to think there'll be top you'd, five. You'd, you would hope so. Yeah, you would hope no doubt so. about it. If they weren't, then this would be a f- <laughs> real fucking problem. Um, and, and they're and they're 25th in defense, and that's going to be the question: is can you win with a bottom 10 defense? Answer. I don't know. We'll find out. Because um, th- I just I just don't know if their offense is going to be that good for to make up for the defense. Maybe the defense gets better in the playoffs. They make a move, um, but that's like 25th. They're giving up fucking just. Layup lines. Well, and I mean, we only sort of briefly touched on it, but I mean, the prospect of these guys against the Sixers in a playoff series, like Embiid is is licking, provided Embiid's healthy and fit and ready to go, he's mm. licking his lips, right? Like Even Ben, like Ben's a big, tall guy that can get to the rim. Who's well, going to guard mean, him? You should just be posting him up because he can't shoot, obviously. So just get him to back down whoever he's gu- who's guarding him every time yeah. and, and just play a real rudimentary style of, of prehistoric basketball and that's probably how you're going to try and beat him. <laughs> yeah. And they, they just don't run back in defense and maybe that gets better, but like these dudes are just fucking jogging back. And Ben, I think the Sixers are a nightmare matchup for these guys. Um, which And this is what happens in the playoffs. I, like, it really matters who you end up playing series to series. Like the Heat and the Bucks last year was just, they just shot, sniped them to death. Um, and if the, the Nets play the Sixers, I, I, I'd love to see that series because then at least I lose one of one of Baby's teams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, that's Embiid. And then, okay, I guess this is the kind of the transition, but Embiid has been, um, on, unreal. And I think, um, I, I'm 
now that they've beaten the Lakers, I'm out of um, schedule excuses and never played anybody. <laughs> but, you know, Lakers on a road trip. <laughs> uh, In home, saying that. <laughs> at home. Uh, they ended up losing to the Pistons the next night. Obviously, the Lakers are just cruising. Like, are they even trying? Probably not. Uh, that's that's the Celtics jersey wearing Jake um, <laughs> on things. Um, I think the six... I, this is the problem. I can't... I have someone else to come out of the East, and if I'm out on the Nets, I'm out on the Sixers, I'm out on the Bucks, I'm running out of teams, and the Heat, the Heat might not even play in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know if the Celtics can actually win the East. You got to put your hate aside, mate. That's all it is. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Um, right now, yeah, and maybe maybe the um, maybe the Magic come good. Oh um, <laughs> um, yeah, running out of teams. Maybe Colin Sexton. He's the real uh, one true hope. Dropping sixty on hey, the. That's that's nine and nine. Cleveland yeah, Cavaliers. Colin Sexton. To he's you. real. Baby, I told you you should have got in 60, 60 to one. Colin Sexton. <laughs> No, I, 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 I don't know. My Jokic money is looking a little bit shaky just because Denver got to start winning some more, but they're, they're they're slowly getting back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're getting good. Back, um, back, back to Philly though. Yep. Do you, do you think that even Indiana is another bad matchup as we said oh, for absolutely. Brooklyn? Yeah. Do, do do you feel Indiana and Philly are like proper threats to this conference? I I I believe all five. I, I thought it was going to be six, but no one's emerged as the sixth team yet. Maybe Miami gets it together or Toronto does, but um, I think all five could win it. Um, as I said, the Celtics are still coming together. You guys are going to you know, get, check back in a month once we everybody's rolling. Um, I think all five could come out here, depending on who plays. Pacers have settled down a little bit, but they've had a couple of missed games by Turner and stuff. But um, they're just solid, like, and they've got good defense and stuff like that. But um, just to looking at Philly, Ben had like a two-game stretch where I thought he was back. Not like not like back has never been like really good offensively, but he he like took over the Celtics game in the fourth quarter. Granted, no Jason Tatum, but um, it was tight, and then he really just went to town. Um, and defensively, obviously, he's doing his thing. And then the next game, who did they play? It was the Pistons. That's right. I told myself I wasn't going to flip. Had a game. shocker against the Pistons. That was the, the one they lost. They won the the, yeah. the one after the Celtics game, and the there was, the Sixers were up like down like ten. I told myself I wasn't going to flip that game on because I'd find myself going to for the Pistons and then they'd lose and I'd be sad. It's exactly what ended up happening. Flipped on <laughs> the fourth quarter and then they choked it away. Um, but Ben like was really aggressive again throughout the game. But then, is I don't know. Um, He's insanely good defensively, um, and when he does it, and he doesn't need to really have an extensive offensive game. He just needs to actually be aggressive. He needs to put a ball on the floor and go to the rim. Go, yeah, yeah, go because he is insanely good in transition. If it's not there, then check it out. But he, he's gotten in this bad habit of, of you can tell he's looking to pass. He drives in, and he, before he's oh, even yeah. jumped off, he's already turning to to pass. He needs needs to look to score first in in those moments because that's where his damage is. And then um, this Embiid run, I'm still, I still have questions about how, if he can continue to do it. Like, this oh, guy doesn't know, know how to yeah. fucking fall. I know LeBron yeah. should have pissed him, pushed him, but every time he falls down, bro, it just watch some Tom Brady or LeBron James how to fall <laughs> videos because this dude, every time he falls, looks like he's he's just – because he is a flopper. 
Yeah. He's a flopper. Um, I feel like that hurts him sometimes. Like he needs to just focus on staying on his feet a lot of the time because that dude's a giant. And when he went down after LeBron pushed him, like that's a lot of weight and a lot of distance to cover. Um, so I have questions about his health still and if he can carry. Just quickly on Ben as well. Like the other thing, uh, as much as like, it's definitely, it has to be a mental thing because like you, even if you want to talk about aggressiveness and, and trying to get to the, to the rim and by consequence of that to the foul line and the guy's mm-hmm. just not a good free throw shooter. So that's, you know, there's, I'm sure that aspect plays in his mind as well, where it's like, well, it's all w- well and good to get to the foul line, but if I'm missing all these free throws, well, I don't know. Like it's even then, at least you're putting the other team in the bonus. So it's like, it, he just needs to be more aggressive in, in trying to score. It has, yeah, he's, it has he, to be like, I'm kind of, people try and like with Ben, I don't know what it is that they, they, he's so good at so many things. People are like, oh, you know, it's okay. Even if he doesn't really become a scorer or anything like that, he's so good defensively. He's a playmaker, all this stuff. It's all right. If he, all he needs to do is attack the rim, that'll do. That'll do. But like, it shouldn't do. Ben is, he can do whatever he wants out there. The fact that he still hasn't even gotten his free throws up, like, you think Shaquille O'Neal was scared to go to the free throw line? He couldn't shoot free throws if his life depended on it. But you know the value of what that brings to the team. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. I, like It must be something in his head. He's scared shitless. I don't know what it is. Even just like a little baby hook or something. Yeah. Like- it's something going Just on down there. That, that 10, 10 to 12 yeah. feet range. I, I like, he's taking a couple more threes. Obviously, that's just not a, not happening. Like, he's airballed more Boy, than he's made. Um, but, yeah, just that mid-range. But at this point, I saw a good comp on Twitter. Um, he's now looking like more of a Draymond Green, which is still an amazing oh, yeah. player. But, you know, it was Magic Johnson, LeBron James kind of archetype. And just looks like he's going to be closer to Draymond, which is still defensive player of the year. Amazingly, like can be really impactful offensively, and that's what maybe he needs to do because Draymond, even though he doesn't shoot, but shoots poorly and rarely now, he's still so good at like running those screens at the top of the key and working with um, getting into the dunker spot when yeah. there's shooters around him, so he can just lay it up and in. That is something Ben can do. Like he just doesn't. People like well, even. Comparing him to Draymond, like Draymond doesn't have half the natural ability that Ben has, and Draymond is really, really good. You know, yeah. like he should be, be able to be better than Draymond, as good as Draymond is. Yeah, it's just a fit thing as well, right? Like Draymond obviously is on a <clears> team where he fits perfectly. Like my yeah, yeah. be real pie in the sky stuff with Ben. Like I think if you put Ben on on the Blazers, right, where you've got a backcourt of Damon CJ and Ben is the the notional four. He's the power forward. Like that's a that's a team that's going to run and gun, and Ben can kind of play that role. Like I think that's yeah. I I envisage his career as that as the as the best case scenario. Yeah. Look, it's we'll see. Yeah. The, yeah. the other, the other, as thing always, that, as the other thing with that comp as well, right? Like Draymond was drafted in the second round, yeah. no ex- mm. like versus the number one overall pick. So obviously, like that's where when people throw around terms like bust and whatever, like it's obviously it's all in relation to the expectation that you had coming into the league. And it's like the, the way that people view it like that is probably the wrong way because mm. like Draymond, Draymond's a three-time NBA champion. He's going to be in the hall of fame. And like dude was in the draft in the second round. So. Yeah. I think, 
I think unless the draft is a fucking crapshoot, but like um, obviously he wouldn't go that deep now. I know it's kind of crazy, man. I don't know if if Simmons even goes. He probably goes third now after Ingram and Jalen. Now, I'd still take him at number one. He's like, really? dude, how can you not? Because <laughs> well, look Jaylen at what and Ingram and AI and and from Jay. Yeah, it's I. It's a. T- you can absolutely have that argument. Yeah, yeah. Especially because Jalen defensively is solid as well. Um. Anyway, um, <laughs> we always find ourselves down here. Um, but it's the most fascinating. He brings me down here. I know. Um, now, what about the Celtics, Jake? Oh, what about um, quick, I quick Celtics like... chat because we haven't touched on them really. Can I just sneak in quickly while you're you're formulating your thoughts, Jake? Sure. I I am not, and when I say this, I mean this in a complimentary way. I'm not worried about the Celtics at all. Whatever record that they've had, so I think that they're they'll be fine, man. They're they're gonna get their groove. They're gonna go on a little run at some point. I think in this in the regular season, sort of like what we're seeing from from Celtics West right now in the Jazz. I think that they're gonna have a little. They're kind of probably gonna rip off another little win streak just like that. I think that obviously Kemba's only just come back what in the last week, right? Um, I think they're what they're the fifth seed. They've they've got a bunch of games that have been postponed and will be rescheduled. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, they were. They were looked like they were going, starting to go on a little run, and then they had a bunch of games postponed, and Tatum missed three or four, four he missed four games, mm-hmm. and he um, he is by far the best player. I know J- uh, Jalen is on an absolute tear, but when the Celtics haven't had Tatum in the past two years, and he's not on the court, they just aren't nearly as good. And part of why Jalen's been so good is because of the. Um, the attention that Tatum takes by watching Jalen this season has been one of the most fun experiences I've ever had as a basketball fan. He's gone from his rookie season, not being able to get on the court basically on a team that made it to the Eastern conference finals to now averaging 27 points a game, being 10th in the league and scoring came into the league with questions about his shooting questions about his mentality, all these kinds of things. And he's checked every single box to now where I don't know what his ceiling is anymore. Um, and he's he's a top 20 player now, and he's going to be an all first-time All-Star. And then you pair him with Tatum at 22 and 24 years old. Um, and Kemper's come back, and that's been the biggest question mark. And he's looked incredible. He's, he's not, he's not going to play more than 28 minutes, doesn't sound like, for another month. So that's why by the time the Celtics get to the playoffs, that's going to be when they round into form. And it's time to make a move. That's the big takeaway from the last week is that they haven't won a lot of games, but Jalen's emergence, Kemper looks really good. They're going to load manage him all the way through the season so that he's ready. Um, but they've got this trade this trade exception, $20 million. And Danny's got five young players, Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams. Um, all, Time Lord. Time Lord, that's right. All of them should be on the table plus their own first round picks to make a move for a, um, a big wing um, or two even. So I've been kind of been saying the dream scenario is PJ Tucker plus Aaron Gordon. You, 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 you do like a full, um, you give up three first round picks and two young guys and, and you solidify this team. Um, basically you try, you try and trade for a Gordon Hayward. And, and then that, that puts you right in the driver's seat to contend to win 
a title this year and next year while Kemba's 30 and 31. Um, but Tatum and Jalen, these dudes are superstars and that's the takeaway. And it's been so much fun to watch them this last couple couple years, but especially Jalen this year. I've got huge Jimmy Butler vibes from Jalen this year. Yeah. Bulls Jimmy Butler vibe, uh, Bulls Jimmy Butler vibes. Yeah, just like I'm gonna get better, and that's that, and I'm gonna take over. Yeah, who's gonna stop me? Hundred percent, Brady. I and know Brady, uh, that was like the nicest thing you've ever said about the Celtics. I know, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Took well, me I'm, off guard. I'm not worried about the Celtics. I think the Celtics are a strong regular season team, man. I think that they. Again, like my criticism of the East over the years has been a, sort of just like who can be best of the rest. And I don't mean that in a necessarily derogatory way, but just like I think that the Celtics have had that continuity. They've what we get, we still talk about that. What was it? Oh, uh, 18 finals, uh, Eastern finals where they Tatum went at LeBron and the Cavs. Like we still talk about it. and like the team, at least the core of the team hasn't. I mean, when we say core, it's really Tatum and and I say it's actually changed Brown and smart. Yeah, but aside, yeah, aside from obviously Haywood's no longer there, Kyrie's not there, it's Kemba now. Like, but like those are the three guys that have stayed there. Brad Stevens is still there, and in that sense, like it's the identity of the team is still the same. Like it's not as if they play in a drastically different way. It's it's still very much a, a Brad Stevens team. His, his fingerprints are all over it. I I, I just think that they they're. A, good solid team it's just like what's what's the step for them to go to the next level in the playoffs and i think that's tied to to jalen and jason and and their their development yeah i think i think they're still i think they can make the finals this season but if they don't i'm i'm just so, so bullish and confident in their ability to, to take steps forward that they've got that maybe they're a year away from being like really scary um but we'll see what happens because they're getting better every game, and they really haven't played that much together um, this far this season. Um, what do you think, Joshy? Uh, I'm, this is going to be a classic Josh observation, but hu- huge credit to Brad Stevens over the past couple of years for developing these nobody guys who are now crucial off the bench. Like your bench mob is awesome. You got Shemi, uh, you got Tice, all these guys. They're contributing. Like Sammy was no one. He was no one. And he's like a genuinely half decent three and D guy now. Grant like, Williams time, getting spot like, starts. I don't want to like at the same like this is my it's not a, not even a criticism of Brad right, but I think it's just more it's 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 very much this sort of young team. It's like it's very like college vibe. Like Brad Stevens has like got his fingerprints all are like smart Tatum Brown right. They're all yeah like the Kyrie situation. And I I don't criticize him for this because I think this was largely just Kyrie being a bit of a space cadet, right? But like this is the biggest superstar that the Celtics have had since KG, you know, Pierce really. And it was a it, it just it flamed out. It, it, it whatever it was between the front office, they just weren't able to handle that situation. Um I don't think to the, I'll I'll just say but Celtics are a proper you know, they're a proper program. They don't stand oh, but that, for but shit my, like exactly Kyrie disappearing point. unannounced. That's my point, though. Like, you can't, like, this is not a team that's going to sign LeBron in free agency and then bring in AD on a trade. Like, it's they're going to do it a different way. And it's just, is is this sort of organic building going to get, are you, it's really tied to Jason and Jalen and whether you think that they can develop to that point where these guys are like... No, no, of course. Guys. Of course. I completely agree. But I'm saying... 
credit to Brad in that, sh- like Jake was mentioning, if they needed to get Danny to swing some trade of some kind, and Brad's again, got, like, he's got... But on the trade market, are any of these guys enticing enough? Because, like, I don't know, like, maybe so, again... I think so. I, I think in, there are certain teams where there's guy on guys on that Celtics bench they genuinely would be interested in. Like, I can think of a bunch of young, shitty teams that would love Time Lord and to see what he could turn into. No, I, I agree. And, Josh, I, I really appreciate how you give me semi Ojolet and Grant Williams love, but... <laughs> part of the problem is that we've got these lineups out there where it's like Tatum, Grant Williams, Shemi Ojale, and Aaron Neesmith, and it's like <laughs> he's good enough he, he, to carry these bench lineups. But dude, sometimes it's like, fuck, man, and that's why if you upgrade these these yeah. spots to like the the versions of these young players, but five is accelerated. Like Grant Williams, yeah, yeah, PJ Tucker. His best case scenario, but the, but this is the, this is exactly the point I'm trying to make. Like the Rockets might prefer having Sammy and Grant than PJ Tucker. You know, like yeah, Brad has made something of these guys to the point where you might get the people you want. I really don't. I'm really interested to see what PJ Tucker's price is because he's a 36 year old expiring contract. Um, you shouldn't have to give up a first round pick or a lottery player for him. But it sounds like everybody wants him, so you might have to. Um, Okay, I had this thought last night. This is a good transition. Um, mm. If the Celtics can trade for Bradley Beal without giving up Tatum and Jalen, do they do it? Because that involves basically giving up either Kemba or Smart um, and, just, and, then, like, and then the mother load of young guys and picks. Bradley Beal is an incredible player. But I don't know if he's what the Celtics needs. I think he kind of steers too closely into Jalen and Jason territory. And you don't need another Jalen and Jason. What do you need then? I think you do kind of need one more. You needed Tristan Thompson to be better than he has been. (laughs) Fuck. A stretch four would be real handy. And that's probably it, I reckon. Uh, see, I think there are a, like a legitimate Aaron Gordon. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon would be great. Harris would be Barnes, awesome. um, some of these bigger, like, an, like a, a three slash four that Shemi and that replaces Shemi and Grant, basically. That's the spot. Um, that's fine. I, but I, we have the assets to do it. And I think it'll be a bit of a definitely a real disappointment to, to as much as it's, it would be fun to see what Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard and all these guys turn into. Yeah, not now. Go it's like, have fun somewhere else. Why is this Kemba window? I, I definitely. Well, but you just said that Kemba was in the in the wind in the shop front window for a well, trade. I'm just I'm just asking the question. I don't know. Like, I, I I don't know. On surface value, I would think about doing Kemba a package Kemba for for Bill. Absolutely. I think Smart is a tricky one because I don't know whether there's an appetite for Smart on many. I, I think Smart is one of those guys similar to what we we're talking about with Draymond and with Ben where it's just like you need to be in the right situation. I think he's in the right situation in Boston, whether or not he's going to look as good in a different situation. I don't know. I think smart's also a very polarizing guy, even within Celtics fans, like for every, like, you know, real awesome dog sort of like energy play that he makes. He's taken a shot that you probably want someone else to take instead. (laughs) He's down to about two to three shots per game where I'm like, come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad shots out. He's been, he's been awesome. Um, and I know you, you 
you what did you say? Marcus Smart, professional brick thrower after he missed that shot against his Spurs. But at the but same time, like, okay, like obviously, say if you package up Kemba, you, you're keeping Smart, and Smart, I'm assuming, then is your point guard, and you've got this three prong thing of Beal and and Tatum and Brown, and it's just like again, the switchability is there. All those guys are capable of scoring, you know, twenty five points a game. Like it's yeah. that's offensively, it's certainly enticing right i have no idea if beal is a good defender anymore mm, yeah like, i think he is i think he is he's I been thought. stuck in the like he could defend until his legs fall off and that team will lose like yeah i don't suck. think it's any i don't, surely it's not any worse than kemba yeah no no for sure it, I, yeah yeah like it's um, yeah so driving down this path though we should free brad what yeah, other teams that. So what other? T- what, where else could we get him? So I so the I forget who reported it today, but um, the Wizards won't trade Beal to a place that he doesn't want to go, um, which I think really narrows it to like good teams. He's not going to want to go to. I know I, even the Pelicans. I don't even think he's going to want to go there because they're just all over the place. Um, the teams that I think it's at it's um, Philly, um, Denver, Boston, Toronto. Um, Philly wins this trade if they're if they're willing to move Ben Simmons for Beal, and I think they should do it personally. I just think the, I just think the fit they need Bradley Beal, dude. He's dropping he can he can legitimately drop fifty points on a nightly basis. You pair him with Embiid, dude. It just your offensive ceiling goes way up, and I don't think your defensive floor goes down that much because you've still got Embiid back there. Um, you do have a point. It's just it's like we were talking about before. This there just seems like there's still. So much untapped in Ben that if you it, traded him away, you let it go, man. Ah, oh, god damn it, he kills me. This guy assets this this way, but the problem is if you're the Wizards, then you're stuck with John Wall. I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook and and Brent Simmons on the same team. Can't you then, package? Can't you package Tobias instead? I guess then. Then that. Yeah. I guess now. Then now we now we get rolling. So Tobias versus Kemba versus the Michael Porter package versus a Siakam package. I'm not sure which one is the best. Um, like, so- I'm going I'm to throw a curveball at you, fellas. Yeah. The Bulls. Okay. The Bulls have a lot of young talent that we really don't need. We have guys on big contracts like Otto Porter, who should go back to the Wizards. We don't need him. There, there's, there's, there's pieces there. There's picks. There's a lot they could offer in a package for Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal might just flick that switch for the Bulls where they're actually not a shit team anymore. But I understand if he does want to go to a winning team, maybe it's not the... Because I think his contract's up at the end of next season. So and that, that if that's we're in another AD Harden situation where someone's not going to trade a lot for him if it means if he's he hasn't committed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And... To, um, Tatum and Beal are legitimately best friends. So they're both from St. Louis. Uh, Beal was like picking Jason Tatum up from school and taking him to the gym. He's the one who introduced him to Drew Hanlon um, when he was 11 and Beal was 13, 14. Like there is a connection. To, and yeah. man, I was imagining trading smart um, uh, at 3 a.m. in the morning last night. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> you probably just have to do it. <laughs> how, does the, how does the Raptors situation? Because the Raptors have kind of been not that good so far this no, season. No, they've they've left. They, they're getting better. They bring it back. Boucher's looking like a, a most improved candidate. Um, 
Yeah, so or if you, you move, move, are you moving like OG or are you moving Siakam? Well, you can't really move OG because of the, he just signed his extension, so he's got one right. of those poison pill contracts, which I don't really understand. But it's possible to trade him real, uh, really. So it'd be Siakam plus stuff for Ugh. Beal. Yeah, I don't know. And for Toronto, I love that because their biggest issue is this half court offense, and I think their defense is still probably pretty good um, with Beal. Um, but then, but then, it, and then it's like Siakam plus the the picks and the pick swaps. Um, I don't know if you're. Book- I like that more. No, that's probably that. That's probably my third favorite. I like the Sixers one. I like the Philly one. I mean, the Philly one's the best. But then, what do you do? Do you flip Ben? Because you, you're not you're not flipping John Wall. Yeah. It's, are you, do you mean Westbrook? If you're, if you're so, yeah. Fuck. What, yeah. Did I say John Wall again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what I mean, I feel like Ben coming back the other. Like Ben's not going to help them win games anytime soon. No. And and then the clock's ticking, right? So he's on his going into his third year next year and his contract. And dude, then then it's like, what are the Wizards going to do with him? He's going to walk. Yeah, in free agency. So, man, oh, am I talking myself into the Celtics package? Because um, like, <laughs> what, what about out west? Uh, out west, like, yeah, Denver. Uh, I don't know. Like, he would look nice on Denver. Yeah, I think so as well. I think they should do it for the Michael Porter package. Michael Porter plus stuff. That's probably better than Mark- Gary Harris. Gary Harris and maybe some stuff as well. I mean, they're going to be the Wizards will cont- maybe they need to be awful just. Can trade for Michael Porter, give up even more and points. <laughs> that yeah, we, I think I like that. I think the Nuggets, I, he would that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, we were talking off mic before. One that perked me up a little bit was the Pelicans because they have again a whole bunch of assets they can flip for Bradley Beal, and they're though? a team that could. Ju- yeah, of course they do. They got young guys. They got picks for the next ten years. They got picks. They, they got they got picks. I don't. Yeah. I I know we were talking and we had the Lamelo Lonzo conversation the other like a couple of weeks ago. I am so out on Lonzo, dude. Like he has been awful this year. Yeah. And that I'm mm-hmm. sure, no, it's fit. But like, who's trading for Lonzo coming up on restricted free agency? How much are you going to pay him? Is someone going to fucking give him a shit ton of money? JJ Reddick's thirty fucking six and he's expiring. Bledsoe's a nightmare. Like they don't have that much outside of Zion and, and Ingram, which are amazing to have, but you're not trading them. You're really yeah, selling but, uh, on playing with those guys. Yeah, that's 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 it. The way I see it, though, the I don't think the Wizards are going to try and get back in this package a player equal to Bradley Beal to keep them no. competitive or anything like that because they suck. So if they were to trade with the Pelicans, maybe some shitty contracts and really good picks is what takes to get Bradley Beal. Like maybe Bledsoe just might be enough because he'll still suck, we still tank. We get a couple of picks with it. Everyone's happy. You I know? think also even like what Bill's twenty seven, the pellet like Zion's what twenty twenty one. Like yeah. what is it like? It's the, the maybe the timelines are a little bit off as well there. Like if you yeah. Bill's looking to really be on a contending team now, sort of thing, and the Pelicans yeah. maybe are still a few years away. Dude, does handcuff him? There's not a lot of contending teams that can work a deal for this one, unless there's like a Kyrie for Bradley Beal. Oh, the same shit. I mean, that doesn't change the Nets outlook that much. He's not a super impact defender. Oh yeah. man, this Celtics, like, fuck. Like you put I think it's the Celtics or the Nuggets. I, I think either of those are three lottery talents plus smart or Kemba plus the five picks. That's fuck. heaps. 
That's heaps. I know, right? Oh, yeah, boy. that should I, be. I got to start mentally preparing for this. I was just, I was just mentally ready for Jay's Kemba Smart years. <laughs> Maybe we trade for some a bit of an upgrade, but oh, that would suck for Kemba being stuck on Washington. Yeah, oh, man, would it ever? But you got Bradley Beal. jeez, oh, I love Kemba too. Well, all I know is from this situation is that we are desperate for Bradley Beal to get traded out of Washington because he looks miserable. <laughs> Sitting, seeing him on the bench, practically like in shock, not knowing what he's looking at. It's it's dejecting. I don't like to see it. He's Granted, a good player. He did decide to re-sign. He did. He said, I want to be with the Wizards and yeah. make him a wizard, winner. And like, which am admirable. <laughs> Foolish, perhaps. Sucked, and it's not yeah. in all their fault. Like John Wall did the Achilles, who's looked um, pretty freaking pretty good. good. Yeah, like was it yesterday? The day before? Yeah. Um, he's still shooting really rough, but he's playing all right. His athleticism and burst really looks like it's there at times, um, mm. which is more that you can be said. For, and not, <laughs> he's not like uh, John Wall shooting much worse than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, maybe the worst inefficient shooter in yeah. the history of the world man i remember people saying like oh obviously uh russell westbrook's the better player in a vacuum even though we and we hadn't seen john wall to be fair but so how can you say that westbrook's been like not has impacted actual wins you know <laughs> yeah a while here um, neither he's gonna start having to play center for the wizards can't play point guard that's for damn sure i don't know what he's doing <laughs> I, I haven't checked his numbers in a the Wizards haven't played much. They haven't changed. Um, oh, well. But in any case, I think that about does me for the week, fellas. Is there any last things you want to get off your chest? Not really, but I've got to really figure out. I haven't got to run this with the trade machine. Can the Celtics even do this? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get out of here. <laughs> Jake's busy. a real wormhole he's about to dive in. <laughs> All I'm right. just going to go well, watch some more jazz highlights, I think. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, nice. What's, what what games do we have on that are about to start? Um, Hornets are on time. I got the Hawks yeah. and the Wizards on right now. Nice. Speaking of, um, let's dive in, fellas. You've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Until next week. Peace.